Is the drive of Bill Gates, Elon Musk, and all the billionaire class towards technocratic mastery fundamentally at odds with the spirit of irrespectful engagement of indigenous peoples? How is the presence of community radio stations from North America to the global south making a profound impact on the survival of community? What can we do to survive the gradual censorship of thought masked as policing of conspiracy theories? Is there a way you can take the opportunity at this moment to show your support for independent voices. This week, we bring you a special hour of a two-week fundraising drive geared towards raising funds for the Global Research News Hour and its station that hosts each weekly broadcast. We will play excerpts of past programs, hear a conversation with a representative from another radio station broadcasting our show, and we'll hear a lot of details about how listeners can step up and lend a hand in helping with our broadcasts at a time of economic upheaval. On this week's program, Defying the Monolith of Global Propaganda, the 2021 Fun Drive Special. Bringing you the analysis beyond the media headlines, the Global Research News Hour is on the air. Welcome to the Global Research News Hour for the week of February 12, 2021. The program is funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on occupied Anishinaabega King, the homeland of the Métis and the historical territory of the Nahiwak and the Nakota. I'm your host, Michael Welch. The show seeks to provide listeners with access to analysis of some of the major issues shaping our world today from thinkers, researchers, and unique political personalities rarely addressed by major media. Our shows are features on partner radio stations across Canada and the United States and available for streaming or download at the site globalresearch.ca. We're dispensing with the regular news notes uh, which generally appear at this time of the show. Instead, we wish to engage you, the listener, a little bit more. Um, as mentioned earlier, the show happening today and over the next week is a fundraising drive in which I encourage everyone who regularly tunes in to reflect on what this show means to you and of the importance of going above and beyond the call of duty from merely listening to the show each week to supporting us financially by going to the phones and dialing 204-774-6877. That's 204-774-6877. Or by going to the internet and going to the site fundrive.ckuw.ca. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E dot ckuw.ca and pledge to the show Global Research News Hour at whatever level works for you. Uh, all the money absorbed by this fundraiser goes to the station to, to raise funds for all the equipment, fees, staff, and other essentials that uh, that allow this endeavor to, to reach the wider public. It is a community radio station, a, a campus-based community station, and your dollar makes it possible to, to share what we have with our fellow community members. So give us a call, 204-774-6877, or visit the website, 
fundrive.ckuw.ca and pledge your support right now. Uh, Fundrive is always a, a special moment for me um, where, where I get to really connect with you, listener, uh, about what I do here and, and perhaps find out how many people connect with this program. This is my 11th fun drive, and I always get a dose of pride and joy whenever somebody digs into her purse or, or pocket and shares a little generosity my way. I can say that once you make that donation, you won't have any regrets. I would say that this movement, when you're struggling and trying to decide whether or not I should give you money, once you make the donation, I don't think you'll ever regret it. You are supporting journalism like, like you very rarely hear anywhere else. So make that pledge now. Get it over with. Phone 204-774-6877 uh, if you're in the city of Winnipeg. Or, or go straight to fundrive.ckuw.ca and pledge at the level you're comfortable with. Remember to pledge the money to the Global Research News Hour. So you probably benefit from this unique information meal uh, you sit down to each week, but the actual ingredients of the meal have a cost. We would be delighted if you could contribute to the bounty. Make the call 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca and make that pledge to the Global Research News Hour. Uh, the, the frequency of CKUW is 95.9 megahertz and at, at 450 watts effective radiative radio power. Uh, it broadcasts out of seven Evergreen Place in Osborne Village. Uh, speaking of the frequency, if you donate at the $95.90 level, or more, you can receive not only you 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 not only get the friends card which we offer, which offers discounts and, and special offers to those who wield it, but you also get a CKUW toque, uh, a winter hat, essentially. And if you like, you can swap it for the 2019 A Night of Country Music CD and download code. Uh, a night of live and, and local country music produced by fellow programmer Sean Burns. So that's our gift to you for choosing to support the station. Make that call, 204-774-6877, or go online at fundrive.ckuw.ca. I should also point out that uh, you can donate via e-transfer to fundrive at ckuw.ca. Now, there's a, a recording from a past show I, I really liked, and this was from uh, Waniskatan. Uh, they had a conference here at the University of Winnipeg, uh, an alliance of hydro-impacted communities makes it up, and, and the concerns which emerged out of indigenous communities uh, pretty much set the stage for, for all these talks. Uh, one of the priorities was linking hydro with residential schools, and, and other impacts of colonization. So the speaker I spoke to was a senator, a keynote speaker, and uh, she grew up within the residential schools and, and has also done a lot of work with healing from this and, and other dynamics in society. So we'll play a clip for you right now. This is Mary Jane McCollum. 
I was made to believe that my body didn't belong to me, that I didn't belong on the land where I was raised, that I didn't belong to the community I was raised, I didn't belong to the family, because I was taken out forcefully and put into a foreign institution at the age of four. So when you look at how colonization had made me vulnerable and made me marginalized, I was just ripe for, you know, like to be exploited even further. And for a long time, I didn't see what was happening because I thought that was normal, that it was normal for other people to come into our communities and do whatever they wanted. And I also didn't have a voice at that time. And I also didn't have any solution. I didn't feel that I had the right to come up and fight what was happening to us. So when you've been led, it's called learned helplessness. When you've been raised like that, that learned helplessness follows you throughout. And I still will get it sometimes, even in my everyday world at Senate now. And I have to be very mindful. No, I'm not learned helpless. I can speak, I'm intelligent, and I have a lot of work to do. So I have to be focused, and I have to really make myself aware that I cannot recolonize my own people in my Senate work because that would be just another form of colonialism. And when I went into Senate, my friend said to me, it's going to be interesting to see how you interact in the oldest colonizing institution in Canada. And I hadn't thought of it like that. But now when I'm there, I have to be really careful that my ego doesn't overpower my spirit. And that was the other part that was taken away from us, was our spirituality. And I let that go for many years. And then 20 years ago, I started to really look at who I was. And when I got my spiritual being back, I reclaimed it. And then I was able to move forward and make, you know, to make certain that the intent I had of what I was going to do has a good purpose that I'm working with my people, that they're giving me direction, and that um, it's done for, for good and out of kindness. You know, we are to do it out of kindness. That was Mary Jane McCollum speaking to me on uh, Nove- in November of 2019. The entire show aired just this last summer. I must say that was one of my more memorable programs. A a lot of other great interviews in it as well. Uh, It turns out the the one of the organizers with Waniskatan is a really inspiring figure by the name of Sadie Phoenix Lavoie. Back in the day, she went to the university as a student. Uh, She ran for a student vice president position alongside Kevin Satie. And she was also a notable activist. I mean, she went to all the sites from the tar sands to the Dakota Access Pipeline project in the States and and was involved in communication uh, of climate change themes. 
she even had a, a protest outside of where uh, Prime Minister Trudeau was speaking and kind of gave him a, a hard time for for a moment there. Um, and of course, she also helped bring in an, a mandatory Indigenous course requirement at the university. She, she's she was once named the Activist of the Year by a popular count, and lots and lots of other work. Well, it turns out that she had been a supporter of CKUW, and this year she made a design for a great T-shirt, which we we're giving away. It's a maroon-colored T-shirt with a bear and an eagle uh, in the foreground and, and a large portrait of the moon in the background. Uh, it's really beautiful, maybe the, the most artful piece of work we've seen at the station in many years, at least in my opinion. Um, and, and it's resonating with our efforts to decolonize the station as best we can and, and make it a, a feel like home to, to Indigenous people uh, on campus and in the community. Well, th- this lovely T-shirt can be yours for a donation of just seventy dollars. You know, don't. So, I mean, it's you know, seventy dollars. I mean, what is that? I mean, <laughs> a pittance uh, for a year. Uh, so, don't wait. Phone the station now at two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven, or go online at fundrive.ckuw.ca and and pledge now to the Global Research News Hour. You will have the satisfaction of not only helping us with our work on radio, but also you can wear the T-shirt as an emblem of your devotion to connecting the community via the airwaves. Right now I have an interview lined up. Uh, This was with a radio colleague and friend I had for many years. As program director, she's played a role in mentoring every show I put together uh, while I was here. And now she's working at station CJSF in, in Vancouver. And it, it's also a station from which Global Research News Hour is broadcast. So here she is, uh, Robin Erickson. Uh, it was recorded just a couple of days ago. So joining me now is the program director of CJSF uh, out on the West Coast. And, and she's also a longtime uh, colleague and, and friend of mine, uh, formerly of CPUW. Uh, Robin Erickson, uh, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Michael. So nice to see your face on on Zoom and hear your voice, um, as as only listeners will be able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, you also host a couple of other shows on uh, on uh, CJSF, do you not? Well, you know, with um, with the advent of COVID. Uh, things for all of our radio stations have have shifted, and uh, I'm hosting just one live program um, now. I haven't been I haven't been in, able to to really figure out how to record uh, a music show in in a way that. Um, that makes sense for what I have to work with at home. So um, I've been going in just once, once a week on Wednesdays and producing a show uh, called Intravenous at CJSF, which is our hour that would be like Femisphere on CKW. Um, It's the hour of 
uh, feminist voices. Um, we address, you know, gender uh, gender issues and uh, inequalities, and um, look through that kind of lens at issues and the news and that kind of thing. So, I guess since COVID hit, I mean, maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of the. Uh, the hazards that you've had or some of the changes that you had to make in order to, to make everything because you're still on the air but I mean if you, uh, if you lost any time if you lost any programs you know um, that's a really good question and uh, one that I think all of our stations as campus community stations have uh, been wrestling with since well almost coming up a year um, you know luckily one of my colleagues is uh, extremely technically savvy and uh, we got right with the, with the program of uh, training people how to make radio from home with the kinds of equipment that they had and the level of technical savvy that, that they had. And um, so that's been quite successful um, with with our station. Um, obviously, not everybody has been able to do that, um, and so we've been running a combination of um, differently pre-recorded shows. Some people are actually streaming live right from their their computer at home um, over a, a, a live stream. Um, and then some shows are just repeating uh, old, old archived programs, which, um, you know, is a stipulation of our campus and community license. We need to keep an audio log of all of our programming over a period of time, which has really come in handy uh, over the over the the COVID period, um, because a lot of our programmers who haven't been able to produce from home really want to come back into the the studio when we're when we're able so to be able to keep that time slot with their voice um in it still uh even though it's not fresh programming um it still is uh representative of you know the shows that they've they've been producing yeah and sometimes it's kind of fun to <laughs> to hear old old episodes, you know, um, and yeah. to kind of go back in time a little bit. Yeah, I know. And uh, I mean, I, you know, at CKUW, we've, uh, we, we've had to uh, alter things a bit as well. I mean, but, you know, the, the fact is that, yes, like as you mentioned, we all had to get training and, and develop. Uh, and, and that's where my training began as well. So that was a very important, as you mentioned. And of course, getting our, our views heard. Uh, I mean, between your station and my station and other stations, we're more adept at getting these things out in the, on the airwaves. Uh, uh, but I mean, there, there are, are, are difficulties for sure. Robin Erickson, a veteran of CKUW, now stationed in Vancouver at CJSF. Uh, we'll play more of that interview later in the hour. But I just wanted to make sure you're aware that this is a special fundraising drive for CKUW, and I am counting on listeners to make a pledge, however small, 
to the Global Research News Hour in Winnipeg, please phone 204 774 6877. If you live out of town, uh, maybe it'd be better to go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. Um, that's the place to go. Uh, thanks to everyone out there who's already donated. I uh, really appreciate it, and, and we really appreciate the support. Just so you know why your donations are needed, there are playback devices on the on-air and, and production recorders. Uh, we have a number of headphones that need to be replaced, uh, recorders, uh, digital recorders that occasionally need replacing, and that's kind of $300 a pop. That's a bit expensive. The station is looking at improving our digital system with, with more st- storage, uh, a fully digital console and, and delivery system. Uh, there are efforts to update our political system, uh, our... Uh, to to update our our system, which could run us up to $2,400, so our our different computers. And and then there's staffing. Uh, They they need to be paid and and making sure all our systems run smoothly. Uh, We're keeping in touch with our volunteers. We're helping our volunteers. I mean, and there are 100 volunteers at the station, or at least there were, I'm not too sure about what the volunteer base is like under the the COVID lockdown. Uh, But the station is locked down significantly, and uh, only staff can get in there now, you know. The rest of us are operating at home. Um, But, you know, hey, our station continues to support us and the wider community. Despite the setbacks, the station is still continuing to put out awesome radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I feel very lucky to work here, and I hope you will join me in, in helping to keep our station running. Call 204-774-6877 online at fundrive.ckuw.ca. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E dot C-K-U-W-C-A. I think it would be a good spot to, to just for a little bit of music, We'll play a song from Tribe Called Red. You know, this is called Stadium Pow Wow. It came out a, a few years ago. Uh, but, uh, you know, keep those calls coming in. 204-774-6877 or donate online. Fundrive.ckuw.ca or e-transfer works too. Send it to fundrive at ckuw.ca. That was Tribe Called Red with Stadium Pow Wow. And this is the Global Research News Hour on CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg, Treaty 1, homeland of the Métis. And now just, to re- just to reiterate, uh, there is a connection between this, the content we produce on the Global Research News Hour and the organization globalresearch.ca. Basically, it's the Center for Research on Globalization, the, the site has been up now for almost 20 years. The site was founded and directed by Michelle Chosodovsky. Uh, I, I personally have been thrilled to be associated with the site and, and with him. Um, professor Michelle Chosodovsky is a professor emeritus of economics at the University of Ottawa, and he's an author of over 1,500 articles. Uh, he has held academic research and advisory positions in numerous roles, 
including the University of Chile, the University of Peru, Central University in Caracas, the University of Hong Kong, the University of Papua New Guinea, uh, Can Can University in Thailand, the International University of People's Institutions for Peace in Roberto, Italy, and recently the University of the Philippines, just to name a few. So uh, he's... Uh, he was in Chile at the time of the coup d'etat, occurring in September of 1973. Uh, he's a consultant to the university, or he has been a consultant to the university, a United Nations Population Fund, uh, Missions to Africa, and a consultant for the World Health Organization, uh, Organization of Africa Workshop on Health Planning, a consultant of the UN Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean, um, he, he's also given presentations and lectures at more than 100 universities and research institutes. Uh, he's a former member of the Senate of the University of Ottawa and a contributor to the Encyclopedia Britannica. And, of course, he's the author of 11 books, and, and he's won numerous awards, including the Human Rights Prize, uh, the Society for Civil Rights and Human Dignity out of Berlin, uh, Project Censored Awards, from the State University of Sonoma, California, on numerous occasions. And on, in 2008, the Mexican Press Club's award for the first national prize for the best research website at the international level. So he's a pretty uh, <laughs> difficult guy to uh, ignore. Uh, I connected with him when the Peace Alliance Winnipeg brought him to town in 2007, and then several years later, he caught up with me. And... We had a conversation about a radio show based on um, producing a new show based on research done at, on his site. So in 2012, in late October, the Global Research News Hour was born with our first program. And it's been such a delight working with Chosodovsky, both as a mentor and, and as a friend. Um, so a, a lot of opportunities have opened up for me. And I think the Global Research News Hour is breaking barriers in radio. You're listening to the Global Research News Hour, broadcasting from CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg and from partnering radio stations across Canada and the United States. Two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven, or donate to fundrive.ckuw.ca to make a pledge. I heard from our station manager, Rob Schmidt, that we are falling way behind where we were last year, uh, doing a fundraiser without volunteers at the station. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we don't have concerts in the community where we can actually raise extra funds, and it's all on this fund drive. Fortunately, we do have another week to raise some dough, um, so we hope you'll donate now. Uh, I appreciate all the support that I've gotten so far, and, and that's, that's an act of generosity that I will always be thankful for. I should say that when I started off here, I, I didn't know anything about journalism. I, I, I learned with the help of the news director, Jeffrey Young, uh, he, who used to go to faraway locations like Haiti and New Orleans and Bolivia and really opened up my eyes about what journalism can be, and as well as, as developing you know, the basic skill set. 
And then there was also volunteer coordinator Kent Davies. I mean, he was also pivotal, especially in production and editing. He taught me practically everything I know in that regard. And and then I picked up things from my fellow veterans, uh, Neil Colligan, uh, Dave Kattenberg, Janine Legal, and Sarah Michelson. John Wilson started a, a year before I did and, and was doing stories about 9-11 truth, as I recall, so that planted a seed in my mind about how this station was definitely different from the more popular corporate and state broadcasts. Uh, and I, I also wanted to give a shout-out to Scott Price. I mean, uh, he's no longer at CKUW producing a regular show, but he was interviewed by uh, the program director, Sam Doucette, uh, just last Wednesday, touching on the wide range of programming. Uh, he plugged Global Research News Hour too. And um, one thing that I don't think got mentioned was that he was a truly outstanding volunteer in his own right. I mean, after working in the news department, he, he got his own show, uh, Warning Shots, which is a, uh, a journalism show all about international issues, similar in some respects to this one. Then uh, a couple of years later, he hosted Radio Free Winnipeg, uh, similar to the previous international show uh, by Jeffrey Young called Radio Free World. And he also put out amazing content. Uh, he did solid journalism on Africa in particular. Also, he did a great production on Manitoba Hydro as an international co co corporation uh, plundering much of the world uh, while to many here in, in Winnipeg, we think of it as a crown corporation, which it is, but you know, Manitoba Health International is sort of an extension of it, and so an interesting technique. Anyway, he really set new standards for, for journalism, in my opinion, and, and I was proud to, that he not only listened to Global Research NewsHour, but contributed a couple of episodes, uh, his two-part series uh, with Robbie Martin, uh, talking about the, the influence of the neocons was great. Uh, certainly, he, we can make room for the, the man if he finds the time. And certainly Paul Graham has been an outstanding contributor as well. He usually does Skype interviews and adapts them for radio. We, we once drove to Regina to record Michelle Chosodovsky's speech there and, and make it available. And, and I, I have given him some interviews on, on occasion. So kind of like my replacement, I guess you might say. So yes, uh, a really unique atmosphere at CKUW. I, I, I like it here a lot, and and hoping that COVID and and the lockdowns won't demolish us, as it has so many others. Would you join us now to to stop the slaughter from running over the station? Call us now at two zero four seven seven four six eight seven seven. Visit fundrive.ckuw.ca. Make your pledge. Um, I should point out also that uh, you can pledge to support getting incentives uh, like the T-shirt by Sadie Phoenix Lavoie at $70 or the CKUW toque at 95.90 uh, and even at higher levels like $160, you not only get the Friends card with its group of savings of from select establishments, but also a very warm and cozy hoodie with the CKUW logo on it and uh, a choice of a, a CKUW Fun Drive t-shirt or, or a toque or a Bluetooth radio. Okay, one of those little 
things that you had that with the CQW logo on it that uh, um, operates that way. So, okay, yeah, there is an alternative. If you can just get yourself a tax receipt, that is for all Canadian citizens, um, as opposed to the asset. You know, we can't have the, have both of them at the same time. It's, it's one or the other. Um, so if you're abroad in Canada, the U.S. or Timbuktu, uh, you know, if, if you want to uh, have an incentive, you know, certain shipping charges will apply. So anyway, call 204-774-6877 or visit fundrive.cqw.ca. We're going to hear some more of my interview now with Robin Erickson. Uh, it's worth a listen here. She talks about members of community radio sector and in, in the developing world. Let's have a listen now. I remember once you mentioned uh, community radio on this on the topic of community radio stations generally. An international body named AMAR uh, was involved, in, and you went to one of those conferences, or maybe two. But uh, you mentioned the fact that in, in the global south, in some countries, uh, there's community radio stations, but uh, you know things are a lot more intense in, in some of these places. I mean, even life or death situations in some. Uh, instances. I mean, could you talk briefly about some of those situations that these countries uh, had to offer that maybe we can learn a thing or two from? Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> when I went to that conference um, way back in 2010 in um, in Argentina, just outside of Buenos Aires, the the representation of countries that were at at the conference was uh, very broad, very diverse. And some countries with, you know, just itty bitty populations in some cases. And, um, and, and as we know community radio in, in Canada even to be, you know, this very DIY kind of uh, zeitgeist uh, about us. You know, we, we kind of figure out how to, how to solder some wires together and, and get transmission to go out over the air. And, um, and that, that was very much present too in the international uh, in the international forum. The thing that really opened my eyes to the power of community radio when I was there, um, as you said, was this idea of life and death um, issues. And a lot of community radio, I think, in the international uh, community or outside of the West um, is galvanized on issues of health and safety, um, social justice, and social and civilian matters that really are killing people in their communities. Um, you know, whether that's, um, you know, in Africa about HIV and, uh, you know, those kinds of, of health issues, 
or um, I think it was in Bolivia where a bunch of women had opened and started a radio station to essentially call out fathers of their children who were deadbeat dads, you know, and, and not, not stepping up to the, the responsibility of taking care of their children. And so they would get on the radio and they would basically call out members of their community to like financially help out and, and help raise these, these kids and be a village. And it made such a big difference in terms of the accountability uh, within their community and within the, the, the governmental policies and all of these things for these people to have a voice. But, you know, it, it also wasn't without risk um, because they were uh, also making themselves a target for people who didn't want to hear that kind of message, you know? And, and I think that in some ways, you know, even here in our own communities where we have a, a, a more liberal sense of things um, in, in, in most cases, um, that, you know, sometimes we can also be the, we can also be the lone voice in the wilderness sometimes um, where we're broadcasting news and information or music that people just think is way out there, <laughs> you know, too far out there sometimes. Um, and, and it's part of why we exist, you know, um, as community radio is to be able to balance um, all of those voices so that we get a better representation of of what our community looks like and what our community thinks like and and holds opinions about and is questioning and loves and doesn't like, yeah. you know, it, it becomes a, 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 a greater a greater whole. Well, we in Canada, I mean, uh, certainly, yeah, as you mentioned, I mean, there's uh, all sorts of, of, of out of things out there, uh, your voices that, that would otherwise not be heard. And uh, there, there's also, you know, added to that is the prospect of the internet kind of closing down in some sense, losing their freedom as more and more stuff gets screened out. And, you know, I, I think stuff like Global Research News Hour, there, there's certainly been situations where, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe our, maybe we're next uh, it, on the internet, but community radio, is still there to uh, to allow these things to uh, to proceed. Um, now, you of course do run the, the, the global research news hour. About what time of the the day uh, does, does it air on your station? Yeah, we have a we have a, a spoken word programming block that runs uh, Monday through Friday from nine in the morning until noon. And uh, Global Research News um, airs in that block on Thursdays from 9 till 10. Okay. Now, um, yeah, I think we're, we're just about out of time, Robin. But uh, before you go, I mean, is there any message you'd like to leave with, with our listeners before you go? 
Well, of course, um, you know, it's, it's CKUW's uh, annual funding drive. And uh, I want to <clears throat> encourage everyone who is, is listening to pledge their support, uh, of course. Um, and really think about the, the ways that we've had to adapt this year uh, and what it means to come together as a community um, in order to be able to do that, you know? And, and how we are rethinking the, the importance of what it means to be uh, a community and, and, and hold that vision. Um, and for organizations like CKW that already exist in such a powerful and profound way in Winnipeg um, that is its own community within its, its walls um, and its virtual walls these days, but also, you know, that, that extends its, its tentacles um, far into the community and really creates this, this net and this web of, uh, of community support. Um, and, and, you know, you can show your support uh, right now by, by donating and, and making a pledge uh, to the station and to global, yeah, to Global Research News and uh, and keep this this community machine humming along. Okay. Robin, thanks so much for joining me. And uh, uh, we'll, hopefully we'll connect again on the other side of OneDrive and uh, maybe have some uh, pleasant tales to, to share and chat. Absolutely. Good luck with your drive, Michael. Many thanks to Robin Erickson, uh, the program director at CJSF in Vancouver. Uh, that comment about community radio in some regions is, is a true eye-opener, isn't it? Um, with so much at stake, we can build on that model of community radio. Won't you join us now? Put, put your Should the obstacles put your shoulder to the obstacles and, and help us push our way to $60,000 pies uh, because we, meet, we need each and every individual on board to reach our target and the wider vision for building on community bonds. Call us today at 204-774-6877. Go online at fundrive.ckuw.ca or, or you can use an e-transfer. Uh, fundrive at ckuw.ca and we still have another week to go um, I think we're around $30,000 now uh, so far which is great but we, we can't improve on what the station does now without a lot more so, so embrace your role as the builder uh, as the savior of community via community radio um Speaking of community radio, this show, the Global Research News Hour, 
airs content that are that's not available anywhere else, at least not on air. Uh, the most recent example, of course, would be uh, our take on the coronavirus. You know, the SARS-CoV-2 virus, which is causing a heck of a lot of stress. My reporting, however, has taken a different tactic. What I found is that there were reasons to doubt the official stories about the death toll of the virus. I mean, there's the RT-PCR test, okay, which typically dramatically overestimates the count if it's set above 35 cycle thresholds, it's called. I mean, it's typically in excess of 40. And uh, the thing is that uh, the WHO actually acknowledged that in a January 21st, 2021 statement. So the system does not make a distinction between people dying of COVID-19 and people dying with COVID-19. So a person who has the virus, okay, you you got it on you, and and you die of something not linked to COVID, okay? I mean, if you killed yourself or if you had a traffic accident, the way I understand it, they will be reported as victims of COVID-19. Isn't that weird? Now, I, I discovered there were actually tons of people, you know, scientists and, and, and medical experts, uh, people with the expertise, including high-profile immunologists and even a former chief provincial public health officer, Joel Kettner. Okay, I, I remember, I mean, 10 years ago, he was a, the chief guy here in the station, you know, Brent Rusin's uh, predecessor. And, you know... These people are are sharing views that the actions being taken in the name of lockdown, social distancing, masking, and then more, are doing more harm than good. Okay, so if you're a listener who appreciates that kind of content, which you really can't hear anywhere else on the airwaves, you really have to help us get more exposure. I mean, I I can't be sure. I'm not a medical expert, and we have had different opinions expressed on, but you have a right to know that there are people who have a difference of opinion. And you wouldn't know that listening to the major broadcasters or, or the no. So call 204-774-6877 or go to fundrive.ckuw.ca. And, and while you try to make up your mind, here is just a sample of some of the programming we've aired in the recent past. How many existence that are ruined? How many, you know... Uh, People have died because they haven't been treated properly because the hospitals have been closed to them. My God, now people in Europe are wearing masks. Children are forced to wear masks in school. They're going crazy, you know, all this sort of thing. For what? Just because people are afraid. But if you look at the number of deaths, you see that if you're under 70, it's very, very short. I'm, I'm not being cynical. It's almost difficult to die. Yeah. The people who are dying are those whose lives are coming to an end with pre-existing illnesses. And it is correct, these people are at risk. But they are at risk for the flu, they are at risk for pneumococci, they are at risk for any agent that happens to hit them. So what one has to do is to protect those people specifically in the nursing home. In, 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 in the um, people of old age who are being t- taken care of. But you don't go around doing what the governments are doing now, putting masks on people who are not infected. 
prohibiting uh, them to, to, to make a living. You know, I mean, this is crazy. The bottom line is simply this. There is utterly unfounded public hysteria driven by the media and politicians. It's outrageous. This is the greatest hoax ever perpetrated on an unsuspecting public. There is absolutely nothing that can be done to contain this virus other than protecting older, more vulnerable people. It should be thought of nothing more than a bad flu season. This is not Ebola. It's not SARS. It's politics playing medicine, and that's a very dangerous game. You know, a classic example of the kind of corruption that has bedeviled the commercial press from the beginning, but has now become um, you know, a major threat to public health and the survival of humanity, I think, uh, because it's so concentrated. It, it, there is no competition within it. And NPR, which is supposed to be public broadcasting, is, is among the worst, and so is PBS. But Gates is also given to the BBC, you know. Uh, he's been very generous with media outlets abroad, so that it's, it's difficult to, you know, find genuinely independent media. And this extends to medical journals, uh, you know, for the reasons I alluded to in talking about Texas A&M, that university scientists and medical journals are, are, you know, basically in the pocket of the CDC, which is itself, uh, this, you know, the Centers for Disease Control is not acting in the public interest. It's a deeply corrupt organization, as is the World Health Organization. And yet our media, naturally, being complicit and being owned, always piously invokes them as if they were, you know, uh, ordained by God to tell us the truth about matters of public health. The opposite is true. The same is the case with Dr. Fauci. Um, he's an extremely corrupt person with a very um, um, destructive record in public health. But with the media running interference for him and those agencies, it's, it's very hard to, to get at those truths. And, and it's especially difficult with the most educated people I have found. This is Michael Welch, host and producer of the Global Research News Hour, running on CKUW 95.9 FM, which is holding a fundraiser running this week and next. In that last segment, in order of appearance, you heard from Susharat Bhakti, who is a physician and a postdoctoral researcher. He was named chair of the medical microbiology at the University of Mainz in 1990, where he remained until his retirement in 2012. He's published over 300 articles in the fields of immunology, bacteriology, virology, and parasitology, for which he's received numerous awards and the Order of Merit of Rhineland Palatinate. And he's a specialist in microbiology and one of the most cited research scientists in German history. And his book, co-authored by Karina Rice, his wife, is Corona False Alarm, Facts and Figures. And next, we heard from Roger Hodkinson, who received his medical degree at Cambridge University and is the CEO of Western Medical Assessments, providing independent medical examinations to insurance companies, employers, and lawyers. And he's the CEO of a biotech company that manufactures COVID tests. 
He also is a general practitioner in the UK and Canada, a pathologist with the Medical Examiner's Office in Edmonton, and the president of the Alberta Society of Laboratory Physicians. And finally, we had Mark Crispin Miller, a professor of media, culture, and communications at New York University and author of numerous articles on media censorship and election fraud. My point in playing that is not to prove that they're right, but my point is that they are not getting exposure in the mainstream media. Why not? I mean, normally you have debates on contentious issues. All too often, mainstream media refuses to question some of the essentials of the crisis. When someone comes on questioning masks or or people opposed to lockdowns or whatever, they only attribute the positions to ignorant and confused people. Or maybe racists and members of the alt-right. And this distorts the truth in spectacular ways. When the major broadcaster in Canada covers the debate, they typically portray it as an expert scientist on the one side, you know, upholding the official narrative on the one side, and on the other, they interview a Trump supporter or an anti-mask activist or or an out-and-out conspiracy theorist. They don't interview Susharit Bhakti. They don't interview Roger Hodgkinson or any of the dozens, hundreds of doctors and other experts who could provide a reliable reply in return. That's a serious gap in information that the public consumes. And sustaining this legend has repercussions for the public. Lockdowns, unemployment, uh, failed uh, industry, uh, suicides have gone way up. So you see, it, it is important to do the work of journalists. Dig deeper. Ask questions. Probe. The CBC and, and uh, the other stations uh, regrettably are not doing this. And, and even many community radio stations are, are avoiding difficult inquiry, unfortunately. But the Global Research News Hour is the only network, uh, the only uh, program at CQW uh, in Winnipeg, and, and I even suspect across Canada, that's giving this position any degree of dignity. Doesn't that make sense, given the credentials? Well, there, there's too much at stake to let these details slip from our grasp. We need more people becoming familiar with this information and these reputable people. Global Research News Hour has been doing that and bringing the facts and figures to a wider audience. If you share this alternative perspective, could you give me a hand? <laughs> so phone 204-774-6877 or online fundrive.ckuw.ca fundrive.ckuw.ca and make that pledge. Don't be a part of cancel culture. Not not when so much is at stake in the balance. fundrive.ckuw.ca Well, the show's over, so I'll just leave it there. But come back next week. Uh, We'll have more storytelling, another interview or two, and and lots, lots more. You've been listening to the Global Research News Hour, a program funded by the Center for Research on Globalization and produced in collaboration with campus community radio station CKUW 95.9 FM in Winnipeg on occupied Anishinaabegaking, the homeland of the Métis and the historical territory of the Nahiawak and the Nakota. The show is aired on other radio stations across Canada and the United States and is available for streaming or download at globalresearch.ca. To leave feedback on this program, please email globalresearchnewshour at gmail.com. I've been the show's host and producer, Michael Welch. 
Thank you once again for listening.